Hey, welcome back to Tap That Easy Podcast. Happy Monday to you, specifically you listening to the show right now. Happy Monday. I hope you have an awesome week. Welcome to the news and reviews episode for the week of December 10th, 2018. This is Tap That Easy Podcast, and I'm your host, Eric Walters. We've got some cool stuff coming up this week. We've got a beer review from my man, Joel Flowers, and we've got some education from Nick from Dark Sky. Hope you guys are liking these episodes, getting some good stuff out of it, right? Hitting up some of these events, trying some of these beers. So let's get into it. First, we're going to hit up some of these events that are going on. The first one is Saturday, December 15th. And it goes from noon until 11 p.m. It's in Gilbert. It's Desert Monks Brewing Company public opening. So grand opening of a brand new brewery in Gilbert. Desert Monks Brewing Company. They are opening up their tap room door. So they're going to have craft beer, craft soda, cold pressed coffee, and rock stacker kombucha. So come help these guys celebrate. Uh, this is Desert Monks Brewing Company, Gilbert, Arizona. Go check them out. Up next, we've got, this is going down on Friday, December 14th. Starts at noon and goes until about 10 p.m. This is at Goldwater Brewing Company in Old Town, Scottsdale. It's the Resilience IPA Beer Garden Fundraiser. So recently, huge fires in California Devastating fires caused so much damage, loss of life, loss of property. And Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, one of the best in the country, if not the best craft brewery in the country, they stepped up and said, hey, let's brew this Resilience IPA. And last I looked, there was like 15, 1600 breweries that were on board, including Goldwater Brewing Company. So I won't give too much away because coming up on this Wednesday's episode, sit down with a group of people and uh, we talk about that. We talk about this resilience IPA and all the Arizona breweries and all the breweries around the country that are taking part in this. But uh, Goldwater was the first one to reach out to, uh, to Sierra Nevada, the Sierra Nevada rep out here to say, Hey, we want to be, uh, we want to help out with this. So this Friday from looks like probably their opening time noon until 10 PM, Friday, December 14th, Goldwater is going to tap their resilience IPA. So, 100% of the proceeds of this beer will go to benefit the victims of the California Camp Fire. And um, they're going to have a food truck. They're going to have live music. So go check it out. Goldwater Brewing Company Resilience IPA Beer Garden Fundraiser, Friday, December 14th, from noon until 10 p.m. or until the keg blows. So check them out. This next event. Now, I'm a huge, I'm, I'm all about Arizona beer, right? But I'm not going to be ridiculous. I, 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 I drink beer from other states, right? I know. Sorry to, to hear that. But uh, <laughs> uh, recently I made a trip to Austin, Texas and checked out Jester King, which is uh, outside of the city of Austin um, on a 165 acre farm, ranch, whatever you would call it. Blew me away. One of the coolest places I've ever been to in my life. Going to have a video coming out. I actually got a really cool tour from the founder, Jeff Stuffings, and I'm going to be putting a video out in the next couple of weeks, um, kind of covering, give it a little overview of what Jester King does, but uh, unreal, unreal stuff that they do out there. So really exciting. 
So on December 19th, uh, 19th, in case you didn't understand me um, slurring that, uh, Wednesday, December 19th, from 6 until 9 p.m., King's Beer and Wine on Central in Phoenix. Everybody that knows a little bit about beer knows about Kings and how awesome they are. If you don't know about Kings, got to go check them out. And this is the perfect opportunity because thanks to quail distributing, they're going to have a release of beers from Jester King. So Jester King, all wild fermentation, do some just crazy stuff. Their beers, farmhouse ales, saisons, um, sours, they just do awesome, awesome things. So from what I've heard once a quarter, um, Quill Distributing is going to be um, getting some releases from Jester King. So this is our opportunity in Arizona to check these things out. So they're going to have a handful of beers in 750 milliliter bottles, and they're going to have quite a few on tap. So go check this out. You don't want to miss out. If you like wild ales, wild fermented ales, sour ales, uh, farmhouse ales, saisons, things like that, or just something that's just super unique, uh, check this out. This is uh, the Welcome Jester King to Arizona launch party. Tap tag over at King's Beer and Wine. That is Wednesday, December 19th from 6 p.m. until 9 p.m. at King's Beer and Wine. And last but definitely not least is the two-year anniversary for Wandering Tortoise. So one of the best, if not the best, tap room in Arizona for craft beer. Wondering Tortoise is going to be celebrating two years. I can't believe it's just two years. It seems like these guys have been uh, rocking it for much longer than that. Just making a huge impact on Arizona beer, just craft beer in general. So as they say in the details of their Facebook uh, event page, this will be an epic celebration and indeed it will because they're going to have some beers that they collaborated with people. So if you follow Wondering Tortoise, you see all of the breweries that they get to collaborate with. And it's it's unbelievable. So they're going to have collaborations from Arizona Wilderness, Burgeon, Modern Times, Superstition Meadery, Ren House, Rolly, Unreal. So they're going to have those collaborations. They're also going to have the best tap list ever. So they're going to have things from... Uh, Pueblo Vida, Pure Project, Burial, Hangar 24, Epic, Odd 13, 1912, and Hams, of course. Hams Liquid Gold Lager, right? <laughs> so um, Dark Sky is on there as well. Prairie Artisan, Raleigh, just uh, Cascade, Epic, Odd 13. I don't know if I said them before, 1912. Just awesome things going on. And it looks like they're going to be giving away a $1,000 gift card. I don't know if that's just one card that's $1,000 or just a few that add up to 1000 but whatever. doesn't matter. Go check it out. Celebrate with these guys. They're going to have two-year anniversary glassware and shirts. Now, this is going on Saturday, December 15th. It says at 10 a.m., so apparently from 10 a.m. 10 a.m. on. So, Wondering Tortoise, two-year anniversary party. They are at 24th Street and Indian School in Phoenix. That is December 15th. That's a Saturday and starts at 10 a.m. So go help these guys celebrate. So cool events going on. Go check them out. Go hang out these places, drink some good beer, support some awesome people. Now let's get into a little bit of um, a beer review here. So this is a beer from McFate Brewing Company in Scottsdale. And this is my man, Joel Flowers. 
What's up guys, Joel here with AZ Beer Me, an unscripted, unfiltered, and only Arizona beer review. You can find me on Instagram and untapped at Mr. Underscore JFlow. That's M-R underscore J-F-L-O-W. So let's get into it. So the first beer I have here for AZ Beer Me, McFate's Local Lager. It's a German-style lager brewed with Pilsner malt. And it's got hop, a little bit slight hop to balance out what's going to be a crisp, well-balanced lager. So here we go. Let's crack it open. So first off, as I pour this bad boy, I mean, it's a lager, so no brainer. You're going to have that nice, clear body. See right through the glass, beautiful. And as I'm sipping here, of course it's light, very crisp, very clean. Got a little bready taste. And uh, honestly, as I'm getting a second and third pull here, it's got a little sweetness to it. Not overly sweet, just a nice, sweet there to add on to that crispness i'm really really digging it shout out to mcfate for this one and yeah um looking at untapped right now this is sitting at a 3.62 user score and um i'm digging it i uh if i was gonna rate this i would say it is the equivalent of one of those poolside Instagram selfies that everyone likes. They're jealous of you living in Arizona, chilling by the pool pretty much any time of year. And that's the beauty of this beer too. With lagers, you know, we have kind of a predisposition to warmer temperatures. With it being in Arizona, you know, the low we get here is like 72. So you can pretty much drink this year round. I think it's perfect. McFate killed it with this one. McFate's local lager. And there you have it. Check it out. You can go and get it at uh, McFate Brewery in Scottsdale, Arizona. So that's going to be it there. AZ Beer Me, McFate's local lager. Again, I'm Joel. You can find me on Instagram and untapped at Mr. Underscore JFlow. That's MR underscore JFLOW. All right. Thanks, Joel. Sounds like a pretty badass beer. Go check it out at McFate Brewing Company in Scottsdale. And now class is about to begin, so make sure you get your ass to class. Hello, everybody. This is Teacher Nick from Dark Sky, and I hope you all have your thing caps on, because this is Beer 101. Let's get class started. Hey, John, what do you want me to order for you over here? Uh, I really like those real bitter IPAs, so why don't you just order me whatever has the highest number of IBUs on there, will you? Thanks, man. You see them on the cans and bottle labels. They're up on the tap lists, and their numbers are discussed at the register when deciding on what pour you want. They're the IBUs, or International Bittering Units, and some years back they'd somehow jump from the brew house to the lips of even the newest of craft beer enthusiasts. 
And while they have their use in recipe development and can be a good place to start when looking for and describing a beer, I want you listeners to know more of the full implications to what this number can, and more importantly, can't tell you. First, let's talk about where this number actually comes from, where the IBU number is, what it represents. And we, to do that, we have to talk about the boil. Uh, when we boil the wort in the brew house, we add hops at that time for almost all of our brews. These times are kind of strange, and nowadays you can find these hazier New England-style IPAs that have no hop additions in the boil. But most of the time, you're going to throw some kind of hop addition into that boil. Now, there are chemicals within the hops that interact with the heat, the boiling of the water, and they change. They actually change form or they isomerize. These are alpha acids. Every hot pellet has a different alpha acid percentage or number of acids that are available in that hop. When you throw it into the boil, it isomerizes a certain amount of those acids and actually creates the bitterness that you and I taste when we taste the bitterness in a beer. So here's the thing. If you throw in hops early in the boil, in other words, you boil them for a long time, say 60 minutes, 75 minutes, 90 minutes, there's a little hint there, that means that the hop is exposed to the boiling water longer and therefore more of those alpha acids will become isomerized, therefore they will become more bitter. So where do the IBUs come from? Well, usually what the brew house will have is a little calculator and you'll enter the number of um, the amount of hops, say the number of ounces of hops that go in, what time they're boiling for, and what their percentage of alpha acids are. This will do its whole little beep boop bop boop bop bop thing, and it'll spit out a number, and that number is your IBUs. Now, I want to take a second to tell you there is another way that some bigger brew houses have to actually find that number very, very specifically and accurately. That is when they take a bit of the wart, a sample of the wart, and they send it into a um, photospectrometer, which then will shoot ultraviolet light through the entire sample. And depending on how much bounces back and at what wavelength it bounces back, all these crazy chemistry and physics things, uh, it can actually then compute a number. I think you multiply it by 50 or something like that, and that'll give you the IBUs. So there are ways of actually finding exactly what your IBUs are. Dark Sky, a lot of the smaller breweries, we don't have a photo spectrometer. Not yet. It's on Santa's wish list. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so that's how we find that number. What that number does not tell you is what all the other things are that are going on in the brew house. It does not put into consideration how much your yeast will eat up the sugars or attenuate. Sometimes you'll stop it early and there'll be more sugars in that beer. Sometimes you'll let it go longer and it'll dry out the beer. That really will have an effect on what bitterness your mouth perceives. Think about it. One of the main reasons that we put bittering agents into beer is to balance it so it's not just a super sweet beverage. So we add that bitterness to balance the sweetness. Now, if you balanced it perfectly, you would have one experience of, of drinking that beer. If you took away a bunch of the sweetness, in other words, let the yeast dry it out, that bitterness is probably going to come through harder on your palate and you will perceive that beer as being bitter. If, on the other hand, you stop the yeast early and you have a more sweet type of, of a vinyl product, then that's going to probably more likely hide that bitterness from the hops. Same beer. One more process that is tweaked with in the brew house that can give you a perception of way different bitterness. Here's an example that I like to use. 
Sierra Nevada's pale ale has an IBU that is way lower than their stout. But if you drink their pale ale, the Sierra Nevada pale ale, it is more bitter forward than the stout by a long shot. But yet the stout has something like twice at least as many IBUs when you plug in the numbers. So I just want you guys, when you're sitting there deciding on a beer, not to base your decision solely on the number of IBUs. Is it a great starting point? Absolutely. Will a 100 IBU be more bitter probably than, say, a 20 IBU beer? Most likely. But instead, what I want you to do is to understand where the IBUs come from, that they are used primarily in the brew house for consistency and recipe development. But why don't you just get a taste of that beer, sample it, and then decide what your perceived bitterness is on that? Because IBUs can be very, very tricky in that way. All right. Well, that was it for today's lesson. Again, I'm Teacher Nick from Dark Sky. Class is dismissed. Nick from Dark Sky, such an awesome guy. Love that dude. One of my favorite people in the world. Super smart. He's a teacher, which makes sense, right? Teacher by trade. That's what he did before he started uh, the whole brewing thing. And um, he just seems in his natural element with these Beer 101 episodes. So, uh, Nick, huge shout out to you. Thanks, buddy, for just being uh, being awesome. So, hopefully you're liking these episodes. If you are and you enjoy this show, do me a huge favor. Go to iTunes. Give me a rating and review. more ratings and reviews I get uh, for the show, the more exposure Arizona beer gets. And everybody wins. And people get to see how awesome the beer scene is here in Arizona. So... Go to iTunes, rating review. Um, hopefully it's a good rating review. But uh, if not, send me an email and say, hey, Eric, uh, the show sucks. And here's why. I like specifics. So, <laughs> all right, guys. Keep being awesome. Have an awesome week. And coming up this Wednesday's episode, it is um, a group of us. There's about seven or eight people hanging out in the gold mine at Goldwater Brewing Company talking about the Sierra Nevada Resilience IPA, that whole situation. And my man Ben from Sierra Nevada sits down with a bunch of us and we just talk about uh, this awesome thing that Sierra Nevada is doing and all the awesome breweries in Arizona that are taking part of it. So that comes out this Wednesday, December 12th. Keep your ears open. Keep your eyes open. Whatever. Check you guys later. Bye. Bye.